and welcome to another brand new edition of the Go Should Do Sports podcast and a little chilly of a uh, podcast for him today. Uh, joining me, as always, this is, oh, by the way, this is Austin Huff, uh, sports editor, Goshen News, Evan Leepak. How are you doing today, Goshen News sports reporter? Chilly. It was welcome uh, to winter. 32 <laughs> degrees this morning when I woke up. A lot of uh, frost advisory. Not uh, a fan of that, but it is what it is. Yeah. I set myself up for this. Deciding to move here. So. Yeah, yeah, you made your choice. Second winner on the way. Yeah, I know. Congratulations, bud. You survived the first one. That's all that matters. So barely. Um. Yeah, barely. Your car didn't. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to get there. Um. We have a couple guests in the podcast room today with us. Um. We'll talk to them in a little bit, but I want to introduce them before we get rolling along. The Goshen College men's and women's basketball coaches are in the building today. John Trofe, men's basketball coach. Stephanie Miller, women's basketball coach. John, Stephanie, how are you guys doing today? Great. We're doing great. It's game day, so who's not great on game day? Season right opener. <laughs> How about that? Johnny, you feeling good? Feeling good about the season opener tonight? Yeah, yeah. Double header at home. First time with, with a real crowd. And, and 18 months? Yeah, 18 months. Yeah, that'll be... That'd be exciting. So yeah. let's get the Gundam hopping. I, I was literally at a men's game last year where there was three people total: me and a recruit yeah. and his dad, and that, that was, was it. Crazy. So that was fun. And now that kid's playing today for uh, tonight for Goshen College. So yeah, look at that! I would like true. to think that he was already committed before I met him. But like, I like to think he met me and was like, <laughs> yeah. "That's it. Media covers our team." Like, yeah. yes, like I'm in. Um, we will get to John and Stephanie here in a little bit. Uh, they're gonna have to. Chill, chill by, stand by on chilly mode. John had to make sure to get his jacket and uh, just in case he didn't, you know, freeze over. So. Soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, trash talking begin. Just um, kidding. But we had some busy prep stuff this weekend that Evan and I have to get to first. And we have to start, of course, with the Westview Boys soccer team. They are going to the state championship game Friday night at uh, IUPUI, the Michael A. Carroll Stadium. It looks like an awesome stadium, turfed field and all. They will be playing Providence for the Class 1A state championship game. This after Westview beat Park Tudor. Number one Park Tudor Saturday in the semi-state, 2-1. to one. Carson Brown, sophomore, uh, athlete of the week. By the way, spoiler. Um, just going to throw it out there. I that wasn't right even down. a spoiler. You just said it. You said it. Spoiler, you won athlete of the week. we got to get to that later. I forgot my ad read sheet. Oh, it's unfortunate. Um, what a, I, I, I was there Saturday, and I honestly couldn't believe – in a sense, what I was watching because Park Tudor was this number one team in the state and they had all the expectations. They'd only given up 12 goals all season and Westview kind of outplayed them. Like you would not have known that Park Tudor was number one and Westview was ranked 16th if you had just watched that game play out. You might have thought that they were closer in ranking like four and five or something like that. It was it was a competitive game and Westview outplayed them. They did what I thought that they – in my brain, I thought going in, okay, they're going to maybe have to play a more defensive game, try to get it to overtime or PKs, right? Kind of like a 1-0 PK victory. But, no, they attacked. They caused chaos, like Jamie Martin, their coach, said. And they got the goal with two minutes left in the overtime, and they're going to the state championship game. It's unbelievable, honestly. It's a crazy ride. So. And he's not kidding about the offensive players. They've got multiple guys. Mm-hmm. I mean – the fact that Carson Brown scored. I mean, they have other guys that could have right. scored either. Right. I mean, Jaden Yoder, you got yeah. Teague. Yeah, I mean, he, you'd think those guys would score, right? Yeah. But yeah. they no, just have it, so many weapons. Their final goal was set up. Like, Teague Misner drove on the right side, kind of threw a cross pass to Yoder in the middle. Jaden Yoder, he shot. There's so many Yoders at Westview. you got to really <laughs> specify which ones. Um, Jaden Yoder kind of put a shot on goal. Ball kind of bounced around, and there's Carson Brown on the left side right there, wide open, kicks it in, 
crowd goes crazy. He goes crazy. The whole place is like nuts. Like, uh, shout out to the Westview fans for making the drive down to Kokomo. That's not an easy drive, and obviously IUPUI is a little is longer, but they're gonna obviously gonna go down on Friday. It's, it's a special occasion, right? These are big big moments. Uh, yeah, they they. I mean, that second overtime session, the final seven minutes, they had like five or six shots on goal. Like it was like a barrage of shots. They wore down Park Tudor. And they won that game. It wasn't a fluke win. Like they won that game. And they straight were straight up. They were number one, class A, class one right. A. So right. obviously, Providence number three. You said, yeah. Correct? Providence is third. The so defending state champs as well. Got a great shot to win. Look, Westview. Like you know, they have no no pressure on them on Friday night. You know, it's obviously a state title game. There is pressure inherently. Playing with house money is that what you're saying? They're pretty much playing with house money. I mean, Providence is the defending state champ. They have kind of cruised through this postseason. Um, they, they're going up to 2A next year, so they want to go out with another state title victory. And, you know, Westview's kind of just a scrappy little underdog. I keep on going back to the little engine that could. I don't know, like, <laughs> if that's fair or not. Oh but, like, gosh. they they just keep on coming. Like, they, they're just chugging along. They yeah, I think they deserve more credit than the they little do. engine no, that they could. No, they do. I, but, I like, say. I mean, but they have, they have won some games. This, the last two wins specifically, maybe are games they shouldn't have won. And the Bethany Christian game in the sectional final was a game that was in the balance in the last five minutes of regulation. I mean, this is a team that they're just finding ways to win, whether it be, you know, Teague scoring a goal against Bethany or Abdir Al-Rashid, if we, I don't know if we say his name right Al-Rashid. again. Yeah, Al-Rashid. Yeah, Al-Rashid scoring a goal and then Teague again in the in the Ileana game and Alex Yoder studying notes on Ileana's uh, PK tendencies, like, you know, and then – you know, this past weekend, like, again, they beat a team that maybe they weren't supposed to beat, and I hear they are, like, playing for a state title. It it feels like a somewhat improbable-ish run. Like, they're good, obviously, and they're talented, but I don't know how many people going into the tournament were like, that's the team that's going to make it to the state championship game out of the North, you know? And, like, kudos to them for, you know, for doing it. Like, just being, you know, that team, that resilient team that isn't, you know, they're not going to back down and... They're not afraid of anybody, and here they are playing for a state championship game. So Now they just have to figure out a way to win one more time. Right, just got to get one more win. Um, we're going to have tons of coverage in the Goshen News on Westview coming Thursday. Special section type of deal, paper, uh, previewing the Warriors uh, state championship. I actually talked to the News and Tribune paper. They are down in Jeffersonville, and they cover Providence. Uh, Clarksville's right next to Jeffersonville. They cover that, and that's a CNHI paper of ours. So company, little company swag right there. And so it's like uh, a know your know your enemy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Section I talked talk to Josh Cook, the sports editor down there. A little preview of Providence, what has made them so successful this season. They graduated ten seniors last year from that state championship team, six starters. So like, you know, they had a lot to replace, and they're right back where they were. It's a, kind of like a factory, I think is what he called it. You know, so here they are, and then. Um, Got the preview, obviously, of them. I wrote a little bit of a column, kind of examining the historicness of this. The, only the third team from our coverage area to make it to the state championship in boys' soccer. No, no one from girls' soccer has made it this far. So this is a pretty historic moment for LaGrange County, Westview, our coverage area in general. Basically, any soccer outside of St. Joe County in this area, like, it's pretty big deal. Um, so I got a column coming on that. And uh, we got headshots of all the players, their names, their favorite moments of the season so far. It's going to look awesome, I think. Um, that's that's what I hope, at least. So check out Thursday, GoshaNews.com, Gosha Newspaper. Pick it up. Um, it's awesome stuff. So 
should be good. And I'm looking forward to Friday night covering a cold, wet soccer game for a state championship. That's kind of how it should be in the last weekend of October, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't, actually. No. So, yeah, uh, good luck to Westview. Um, our producer, Sheila, believes I said they were going to lose last week, so I'm not going to make a prediction here, but if Westview, uh, if Westview plays the way they did last weekend against Provident, or against Park Tudor, they got a shot. I mean, they outplayed Park Tudor. We'll see if they can try to play, outplay uh, Providence here uh, on Friday night, so should be fun. Speaking of fun. Speaking of fun. Friday football, football as well. Football playoffs continue Friday. Uh, let's quickly kind of go through last week's games. Uh, Goshen season comes to an end in the 5A sectional 10, 35-14 to South Bend Adams. Um, Adams had a kid who looked like Vince Young running out there. So, I mean, <laughs> he was number 10. He was 6'3 and 215, and he was number 10. He looked like Vince Young. I mean, it's just what it was. Was that uh, their whole offense, basically? Jeremiah Love, yeah, he had three total touchdowns. I mean, they had other guys perform well, but he was the main guy for them, and mm-hmm. he was great. Goshen couldn't tackle to save their lives. It was kind of sad. Um, it was just was. It was like every every time Adams ran the ball, there was like six, seven, eight yards, and it just they had four hundred and seventy three yards rushing. It's I also mean, hard to tackle a guy that big. Yeah, it is. It is, and you know, obviously, the injury to Roman Schrock hurts them. Hurt Goshen in the second half of the season on that side of the ball. Right. Best linebacker, you know, arguably the best linebacker, not named Zavin Koltukian in the NLC, you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, so, yeah, you know, tough loss for them. Uh, good season, though. I, I mean, they beat everyone they were supposed to beat, which is more than they've done in the last couple of years. Four wins. Four wins. That's literally more than the last three seasons combined. So, you you got to think that there's some positive momentum. Quinn Bechtel emerging as the quarterback. He'll be back next year as a senior. Uh, John shakes his head because Quinn also plays basketball. <laughs> Maybe interested in that. And I know he offered Deacon Hill. They offered Deacon Hill a little bit a while ago. Goshen basketball starts on November 27th, I believe. Wow. High school basketball. Goshen College month. men's basketball starts tonight. Um, yeah, Bechtel's a good athlete, man. Good quarterback. Emerged there. And it's a stepping stone, I think. They yeah. Can take it, this it, momentum and go It feels like something we can it. build off of. You mm-hmm. know, like tangibly, hey, we won four games. Let's try to build off that. So, And they played Concord close. They played Northwood close. Uh, Mishawaka and Warsaw kind of over overpowered them in, along with Northridge. But they played in some of those games. It wasn't impossible for them to beat Northwood or Concord, I felt like, this year in those games. So we'll see. We'll see. It's obviously, you never know. But anyway, uh, also in 5A, that sectional, Concord took care of Laporte 38-13 Friday night. And that sets up. The matchup of the weekend, probably in the area for football at least, uh, Concord number six and five A, Mishawaka number seven and five A, sectional semifinal game. I know you talked to Craig Kaler this morning, Evan, for our preview long long chat with Craig. Um, how's how is Concord feeling going into this top ten matchup at, at uh, Jake Field on Friday night? Well, obviously, when Mishawaka has uh, Justin Fisher, you know, lining up this time around. Yep. That's going to make it a big difference. Obviously, his brother's still a good athlete, but he's nowhere near the same as Justin Fisher as far as size and stuff like that. So they're definitely not overlooking Mishawak at all, given the fact that they won during the regular season, 38-24. You know, I asked him, what's the mindset of the team? Are they at all confident? Do they have, Are they bringing any confidence from that win to this game? He's like, he was very adamant that uh, they're putting that one in the rearview mirror. We're not even thinking about that. This is completely different, especially with the guy under center for them. But uh, he's happy with the way they prepared this week. 
He knows he's got a team that can stack up with them. Just the biggest thing is you can't have turnovers against a team like Mishawaka. If you give them extra possessions, that's going to kill you on defense. So that that was probably the biggest key for him. Right. I think it's supposed to be raining, like we said on Friday. Again, mm-hmm. it was kind of like the Warsaw game against right. the same against the same type of offense. So I told him, hey, wet ball, you know, get a co- <laughs> couple more turnovers from Mishawaka. But um, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Should be a good game either yeah. way. Yeah, I'm 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 thoroughly going. I'm going to be very much enjoying watching that game from afar or following that game from afar on Friday. Uh, obviously, I'll be in Indianapolis covering state championship stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Takes precedent as sports editor, you know. It is what it is. Um, I'm I'm not complaining. Uh, but that is going to be a Titanic kind of matchup. I use all the cliches, right? You know, for that one, it's should be very very good. I'm really intrigued to see how Justin Fisher's impact on this game will be. I mean, that's obviously the wild card X factor or whatever you want to call it in this game. And, you know, I people might, you know, Concord's obviously they, they big win against Warsaw two weeks ago, playoff win last week. Mishawaga had the bye last week. You know, that maybe plays a factor. Rest, I don't know. Um, Extra preparation, I suppose. Right, and I think Mishawaka had a good idea it was going to be Concord. I don't, I don't know how much they spent prepping for Laporte. Um, so they've had two weeks to get ready for Concord. Concord only has one week to get ready for Mishawaka. Now, granted, Concord plays the flex bone, wishbone, triple option offense, you know, two, three times a year. So they're not mm-hmm. like totally crazy. Like Craig Kaler's talked about, like he just watches that all the time. Like it's all, you know, he, he knows how to study this. So it's going to be a great game on Friday. I'm, I'm excited for you to be there for that. It's going to be fun. Thanks. It's be fun coverage. <laughs> Congratulations on getting to do your job at Cool Things. Right. And um, the winner of that game will play the winner of Michigan City and Adams. So probably Michigan City, but, hey, Adams looked good last week. I, I'm not going to predict an Adams upset, but I wouldn't be surprised if that game was close. We'll see. Uh, let's go to 4A sectional 19. We'll quickly get through uh, Wawasee losing to DeKalb, 42-14. to It's close in the first half. It was 7-7 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And then DeKalb just turned on the afterburners. Uh, Wawasee ends their season 1-9. and nine. That's tough. Tough year for the Warriors. Um, they beat Waw- They beat Plymouth. I almost said they beat Wawasee. Wawasee beat themselves. It's important um, not to go 0-10. Yeah, they beat Pl- Plymouth, went 0-10. So. Uh, but maybe the shocker of the sectional. Northridge, 28, Northwood, 7. You were there, Evan, Friday night. Uh, I'm not surprised necessarily that Northridge won, but how they won and how much they won by, I think, was an eye-popping result uh, to many. It was surprising, but Northwood just looked like a shell of itself on offense. Um, Owen Ritter was not looking the way he Raider. had. Raider. Raider. Very close. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it is with an O. <laughs> no, it, look, it's, it's spelled R-O-E-D-E-R. I don't blame you. Like, it's very, it's yeah, Raider. Owen Raider against the Raiders. But he, he, I mean, he didn't have Tuggle and he didn't have Payne. Yeah. You know, both those guys. Tuggle missed the whole game and Payne was out. He got injured late in the first half, so they didn't have him the whole second half. But they just, they sit, they look like a shell of themselves on offense. Couldn't move the ball like they did in the first matchup against Northridge in the regular season where they threw the ball all over the place. Mm-hmm. But like I said, when you're missing those wide receivers, it's going to make a huge difference. And for Northridge, they finally stuck with a quarterback that made sense for them Tag since losing Micah mm-hmm. earlier in the season. The second half of the season has been really tough for them. Mm-hmm. I feel for Chad Epley. I mean, they've been <laughs> plugging and playing quarterbacks every but, every other week. But kudos to him in a sense for – you know, once they finally got healthy, assessing the situation, not just kind of riding with the backup in Cade Carrington, 
You know, they were like, hey, like, let's try tag our running back at quarterback. Maybe we can move the ball a little bit better. And they, they moved it well against Mishawaka, lost by, you know, 20-30 the last game of the regular season. But they scored points. And I think he realized, hey, maybe we could do that against Northwood. And he had 362 total yards of offense on Friday. You know, like, he – kudos to Chad for, like, not just sticking with, you know, the status quo almost, going outside the box a little bit. And it worked. They flipped a 34-point loss in the regular season into a 21-point win in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, arguably – their best offensive player, so you put him back there at quarterback. Right. Get the and ball he, in his hands every play. Yep, so that's the thing. So you don't know what to expect from him. Mm-hmm. And he actually slung the ball around pretty well on Friday night. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Like he was actually pretty good at throwing the football because obviously he can run the ball. That's his position. He's a running back at right. heart. But, yeah, he was he was very impressive. He found uh, Jethro Hoaxettler or Hoaxettler? Hoaxettler. Just Hoaxettler. <laughs> Even with the CH, but that yeah. guy, that guy almost had ten catches. They were they were connecting. It mm-hmm. seemed like he almost had double digit catches because he had many times where they they were third and long or third or even fourth down, and they he would find them. So I was impressed by the way they played. They played really well defensively too, only giving up seven points. Right, and they gave up forty two in the first matchup with them. Obviously, they're missing some pieces, but that's that's something they can build upon. I'm sure they have some momentum in uh, practice this week to get ready for Columbia City on yeah. Friday. So they get to host Columbia City. Columbia City rolled Angola 48-12. And then the other sectional semifinal there, DeKalb, goes to Leo. Leo's number two in the 4A rankings, 10-0. What an absolute thriller over East Noble on Friday. There were three lead changes in the final two and a half minutes of that game. Uh, that was, I think in a lot of people's mind, that was a sectional final, you know, those two teams. But this sets up. Very nicely, if Northridge and Leo both win Friday, Northridge will host Leo in the sectional final next week. So, get past Columbia City, Northridge. I mean, it'll be a competitive game. I, I would favor the Raiders a little bit, personally. So, if I if they lose, I'm sorry, Chad. I jinxed you. Um, but, give me Northridge. Give me Leo. That'll be fun next Friday night. So, I'm not, pick, I'm not picking Concord, Mishawaka. That's just too much. There's too much pressure there. It's a good call. It's too much going on. Uh, quickly, too, other teams we had from our area that fell. Uh, West Noble lost 31-21 to Jimtown in the 3A sectional 26 quarterfinal. Lakeland then also lost to John Glenn 41-13. And then Fairfield, our, our beloved Fairfield Falcons in 2A, lost to top-ranked Bishop Lures 46-8. Technically, Bishop Lures is ranked number two now, which is just so stupid. They're they're number one. I'm not gonna. I'm not acknowledging the last poll. They're number one. Um, so yeah. So we got two teams left: Concord, Northridge. That's it for football. So we'll see if exciting. we have zero teams left after this. Friday. I'd like to think we're going to have at least one, hopefully two. Yeah. If we have zero, I'm going to cry. So are you? Maybe. Are you going to be that sad about Very it? Very depressed. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. State cross country coming up. We have some runners going to state in Terra at the Laverne Gibson Championship Course in Terre Haute. Uh, boys teams advancing out of the semi-state were Northridge. They were third. Goshen was fourth. And Concord's Anthony Roberts, a senior, individually advanced. And then uh, individual performances that stood out for Northridge and Goshen. Jack Moore from Northridge was second, 1541. Jackson Miller was seventh at a time of 1557. Uh, Drew Hogan, he was third place individually, uh, 1553 from Goshen. And then Cole Johnson was eighth, 1558 was his time. So, and then Northridge girls also got out the semi-state, out of the semi-state, sixth and final spot. So, congratulations to all those teams going to state. 
Um, I don't really have too much of a deep dive analytical thing about that, but... Uh, it's okay. We talk enough about the other stuff anyway. I know. It's very exciting. They're going to be there. I'll be there Saturday. Boys race at noon. Girls race at 3. Uh, tickets are $10. You got to buy them online, I saw. $10, I, wow. I have a press credential, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, not to brag. Um, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's humble brag. Humble oh brag. I, I get in for free. Uh, you know, big deal. Uh yeah, so that'll be fun Saturday. I'm, I'm excited because it's going to be fun to see what Jack Mort and Drew Hogan do specifically. I think they're going to get top 15. They can both get All-State. Um, Northridge was seventh as a team in the coaches' poll this week, and Goshen was ninth. So, so in theory, if those hold, we got two top 10 teams, you know, at State. That'd be cool. Um, I, I mean, it's going to take a lot for anyone to beat Isaiah Sturry from Angola in the individual race, and I don't – no, our teams would have to do something insane to get this anywhere near the team state title. So mm-hmm. we'll right. see. We will see, though. You never know. Think crazy things have happened. Westview boys soccer. I mean, look at them. So you never know. Uh, and then quickly, before we get to our coaches, we have to get through some volleyball stuff. Volleyball season is over for our coverage area. Uh, you were there for Fairfield's loss to Andrain in the regional semifinal. You got a quick, quick analysis note or two about how Fairfield looked against the 59ers, the fighting 59ers. And Drain, they finally did it, right? They finally got over the, the last Boogie Man. three years. Right. Fairfield beat them the two years prior in the same regional semifinal, and they were the better team on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Fairfield gave them gave them a run though, and the third set picked up a set win, and the fourth set was really tight as well towards the end. But uh, Andrean ends up winning three one, and they did not. They did win. They did win the regional final. They did win at so they, yep. so, so they're, they're playing going, at semi state. Yep. So they're going to semi state. Yeah, Fairfield twenty and eleven on the season. They were kind of up and down a little bit. They looked like they were finding their stride late, and in any other year that regional, they maybe would have been the favorite. But Andrean just this year has been is very good, and mm-hmm. obviously they they might win state. Got a good chance. They're one of four chance to win it. So Fairfield's um, a factory, though. Every year they just rebuild. They're there, man. They've been three years in a row. So, uh, speaking of other local volleyball factories, Northwood, they got to the regional final. They beat Northwestern in the morning, but then ran to a buzzsaw in Belmont at night. I mean, it was a clinic. But Belmont, they won 25-13, 25-10, 25-6. I even had a thought internally after that first set, being like, well, it can't get that much worse for Northwood. <laughs> and then it got worse. Like, it got worse. <laughs> So it's your um, fault, is that what it is? I jinxed him, yeah. I didn't say it out loud, but like it was in my brain. I'm like, well, they can't get that much worse than that. And then they, it did, um, unfortunately. Uh, Belmont, when they're playing, like, if they don't, they're going to have a, they're going to win this weekend. I think Belmont will. Um, and they're going to play Brebuff Jesuit probably in the final. So I would be shocked if Belmont doesn't win. They're, man, that was impressive. It was really impressive to watch. Um, Northwood, hey, give them credit, man. What a season, 32-3. and three. They weren't maybe supposed to be here. I know we've said that before here, but, like, this is a young team, only two seniors, and they, you know, made it to the regional they were final eight again, you know? And their two of their three losses are to Penn, who's probably going to win in 4A, and Belmont, who might win 3A. So, like, your, your two losses are to two semi-state teams at a minimum and potentially two state champions. Like, that's, that's a pretty good season, man. Like, that is really good, like, those are quality. That's a quality loss, right? Like that's helping your NCAA tournament resume chances with that loss, right? You know, doesn't hurt you at least. So, um, you know, kudos to them. They'll be back next year, so should be fun. Hey, you want to talk basketball? Yep. Oh wait, we gotta do athlete of the week. Crap. Um, athlete of the week. We already mentioned it. Carson Brown. He uh, won our fan vote this week, 
sophomore from Westview Boys Soccer scored the game-winning goal with 2 minutes 26 seconds left in the overtime second overtime session to give the Warriors a 2-1 win over Park Tudor and advance them to the state championship game this Friday against Providence. 8 p.m. start scheduled start time down at IUPUI, the Michael A. Carroll Stadium. Uh, I've only looked at that 100 times this week. Um, that's what I have it memorized in my brain. Um, so congratulations to Carson. Won a close vote. It was close. We had some good nominees this week. Uh, Jack Moore from Northridge, Marion Moore, Concord, uh, Macy Loniger from Northwood Volleyball, and uh, one is escaping me in my brain right now. Uh, you got it, Evan? You got it? You got it? You're pulling out Tag Got. Tag Got from Northridge as well. Of course. How could Football. we forget Tag How could we forget Tag? Um, I thought he was going to win, to be honest. I thought he might have. Maybe any other week he would have, but, uh, you know, score a goal. Can't to beat send, the state. Score yeah. a goal to send your team to yep. state. The fan, votes, the fan spoke. Um, Athlete of the Week presented by Played Against Sports. I do not have the ad read memorized. I know it's something about how you cannot, you never outgrow your, <laughs> you may outgrow your equipment, but you're never going to outgrow your sports fandom. Make sure to visit our local Played Against Sports location outside the Concord Mall. Uh, Carson gets a $20 gift card to the Played Against Sports for that. I apologize to our lovely sponsors of Played Against Sports <laughs> for, for getting the ad read in my desk, and it's too late to go get it now. Um, now let's talk basketball. Hey, we got there. We finally made it. John and Stephanie have been patiently sitting by, checking Twitter every two minutes to bide the time, and uh, we will we'll talk some hoops. I'm gonna. We got our questions kind of split. We'll we'll focus more on Stephanie first, ladies first. You know, that's how I'm thinking of it. So John, that's you really can nice chill a little bit even more potentially, <laughs> unless you've got some comments about the women's team as well. You'd like to throw in there. I'm sure you guys practice near each other at times. Insights. Um, all times. At all, all times. times. At all times. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> all times. Uh, so, Stephanie. Yes. This is uh, a very exciting, potentially very exciting season for this women's basketball team. I know you you have expressed some optimism and some excitement in the preseason kind of comments I've been reading on the Goshen GoLeafs.com. What, what, what about uh, this team excites the most going into this season? I have a very unique balance that I haven't had before. Um, mm. I always have this voice. I know. Whenever you I all, come out here, I know. You always ask me to come out right before we start. And yeah. Man, I've already killed my yelling, Your voice yeah. is already raspy you know, before the season starts. I start talking and then you, you make you me sit even, on it. You haven't even started yelling yet Not today. at all, but you make me sit on it for half an hour and then it goes cold, I'm right? Sorry. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Especially in this room. Especially in this room. Absolutely, no question. And sitting here coaching next to John, i got to scream really loud every day because <laughs> yeah. this man's crazy over there. So I've got to try to talk that. What do you think of that? I love the trash talk between oh, the coaches. Oh, no, come on. I know, I know. It's all good yeah, for, sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Anyway, this so, team, yeah. this team. Well, uh, besides your raspy voice, yep. what makes you excited about this team? <laughs> Very excited about the balance in this team um, in an area that I haven't really had before, which is nice injection of really good young players who are talented, but also really hardworking. They're kind of driving mm-hmm. my other, my older kids uh, to not be able to, you know sneak anything past them they've got they got to one up each other a little bit so there's a very nice healthy rivalry i mean nobody wants to be shown up by a freshman right i right. mean so right. i've got these kids out here really I, pushing those older kids i, I can't let evan outright me, not at you know all what i mean i can't not at you know. all it doesn't happen <laughs> no. i don't think it happens very often <laughs> but on the other side of the coin i do have a very experienced group of seniors and a few and a couple juniors returning that have had a, logged a lot of minutes so that kind of experience can help teach those youngsters while the youngsters are pushing uh, the older players. So nice little combination of there. I think we have uh, some flexibility with positions and some new kids and probably a lot more depth than we've had. So 
Looking forward to returning two all-conference caliber players. Uh, certainly no question about those two being leaders among our team. Mm -hmm. um, and quite honestly, I just really like the energy, the enthusiasm, good culture feel right now. And you know what? Usually good culture leads to to success. So mm -hmm. we'll we'll see how it goes, but I'm, I am optimistic. Yeah, you, you did mention those two seniors that are returning players, all-conference second team, Denise Chapman and Grayson Cockrum. Uh, Chapman, I got some numbers here, some stats here for you. Chapman led the team last year in points, field goals made, field goal percentage, offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, and total rebounds. It's pretty good. I guess if you lead in offensive and defensive, you should lead in total by default, maybe? Almost. Traditionally, It would be really hard to not, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you got Cockrum had 11.7 points, 6.8 rebounds as a game last year. So those are two prolific players. They both have 1,000 points as juniors. According to GoLeafs.com, or .net, sorry, GoLeafs.net, <laughs> that's the first time it's ever happened under you that two juniors have gotten to it, uh, I guess, together or in general, ever. I don't know what the rule, I don't know how I was inferring that, but. Yeah, that's the first time ever in history that right. two have crossed the 1,000-point barrier as juniors. Right. We've had a lot of other kids cross it as juniors. I've actually had quite a, mm -hmm. quite a few uh, in the last few years, but um, not together. together. Yeah, yeah, so together. if one of them crossed junior year, the other one would, would mm -hmm. cross like mm -hmm. uh, senior year. So that was neat. They started together as freshmen, logged right. a lot of minutes together, and to see Denise do it on the last home game. <laughs> We're actually celebrating it tonight because rule is, you know, we always celebrate the next home game, and mm -hmm. that happens to be tonight. So yeah, looking forward go. to celebrating Denise's milestone. Six, eight months in the making? Eight For months, sure. Eight months in the making. A lot <laughs> of hype before that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, got, I guess my question, I was trying to get to a question. We kind of sidetracked. I don't know. Um, that was on me. But where have they grown maybe the most this offseason, those two specifically, whether it be on the court, off the court, both? Like, where are they maybe, maybe trying to take their game to the next level for this team? Uh, ownership, taking ownership of the of the roles that they, mm. you know, they they got thrown into roles where they were being asked to do things when they were young. Maybe they weren't quite ready then. Um, so we, we asked a lot of them right out of the gate when they got there. And sometimes that can do a number on a kid's psyche a little bit if it's not going as well as you want. So we're asking them to do these things as freshmen, and typically it takes some experience. Man, we're in the Crossroads League. Mm. So winning games in the yeah. Crossroads League is hard, right? It's and tough. with freshmen, you know, they, they – put a lot of good numbers up and did some things but with the game on the line you know they were they were young and um you know had to work through that but in the offseason a lot of ownership from these two just in terms of their own prep a lot of leadership changes i see in them um and truthfully it looks like what i mean by ownership is that they're owning the fact that they know that they're in these roles and they look like they want those roles now, mm -hmm. ready to accept um you know having their hands on the ball when the game's on the line that's exciting that's got that's sad took the words out of my mouth. Like, that's got to be exciting as a coach mm -hmm. to see that, you know, that maturation process over Very the last so. four years. Uh, you mentioned the balance kind of of the younger players with the seniors. Who are maybe some of those freshmen or sophomores that maybe people need to keep their eyes on that could impact on this team right away or at some point during the season, I guess? Well, the first one comes to my to mind is everybody's going to notice um, Cyan Muhammad from stature alone. She's a six <laughs> three kid, transfer not transferring but coming to us from Poland actually. And wow. uh, that, that transfer she, from Poland that works. Yeah, <laughs> not a transfer, not a transfer. She actually came from Poland and went to prep school in Rhode Island. Mm. So we actually got her from Rhode Island, but uh, she is hardworking and just a, she's a great anchor in the middle. She's young. She's got some some things to learn, but uh, you'll notice her just in terms of her <laughs> impact out there because she is legit 6'3", and she can really run the floor, so that's exciting. Um, 
We've got uh, Kyla Foster from Canton, Ohio. Uh, this is a young kid who played on a really good AAU team and, and was kind of out there late. Uh, nice, nice get uh, again late in the summer. Very talented. But a lot of these kids are going through uh, fresh mini stuff. So mm-hmm. as talented as they are, you know, you'll see one minute like, yeah, they're ready. And the next minute, yeah, they're they're not ready. You know, it goes back and forth. And mm-hmm. explosive, exciting, I think for sure those two will be an impact. Uh, I've got some other kids from the, you know, not too far away, Valparaiso, Kiana Oling, uh, really good X's and O's kid, smart. You can tell she's a coach's kid. Uh, she's coming along very quickly. Uh, Emmy Boots is out of Bluffton, yep. uh, and she's a fan favorite. Kid's really a hard worker. <laughs> she's a teammate favorite. Everybody wants to play with Emmy mm-hmm. Boots because she pushes. She's probably the one mm-hmm. that sets the bar in terms of that freshman class, mm-hmm. like outworking people, and I just love that that energy from her. So a lot of kids. We have Saya Lang coming over from the soccer team, so we have yet to see her, so we can't really say <laughs> much yet because she's still playing with the soccer team. Um, just a lot of really good young kids, and the only one I didn't mention is Zoe Zellers, and uh, she's a kid who comes from a historic family. I don't know if you know Renee Westmoreland, but uh, she was all at Miss Basketball in the state of Indiana. That go. is her aunt. Her mother mm. played at uh, Ball State, and Zoe comes by it. Honestly, have some good genes, so the kid can play. <laughs> yeah. She can yeah. really play. There you go. Well, Stephanie, we'll let you rest your voice for a Thank little bit. Thank you. Um, I, I need know it. a lot of talking. We'll have uh, Evan. You've got some questions for John. You're going to run through some of those and. I'll maybe do some side comments yeah. as well. You know, that's what I do. So, so John, you're entering your fifth season, correct, at Goshen? Yep. Okay, so obviously the last two seasons in particular have been pretty tough, obviously. But in your mind, what for this season, what's the outlook? What, what, what would you consider a successful season this year for your, for your guys? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, our focus has been on, you know, getting better every day. Um, and, you know, we have a young team. Um, we have, we have some returners that played heavy minutes for us. Um, but you know, this team's going to make their own journey and, you know, we're not, we're not really, you know, going to dwell on what happened in the past. We're going to focus on the present and, 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 you know, that, that means finding a way to get better at something every day. And and this team has taken that, um, taken that to heart and, you know, we've, we've really embraced that and, um, you know, just that, just that concept of like, Hey, like we're going to, we're going to build it. It's going to, it's going to be, it might be slow. It might not be as, as, as fast as, um, you know, like maybe the outside thinks it should be, but you know, we're going to build a foundation that's strong and we're going to build it, you know, brick by brick is kind of what we've been saying and stuff like that. So have you been happy with the uh, preparation this off season and the mindset as far as what you just said from your guys, from what you've seen from them? Yeah, I mean, I think that it they were forced to be put in a position to grow pretty quickly. Um, you know, you get four weeks of practice and it's a bunch of new guys. And, um, you know, we, we, we did make, yeah, like some X's and O's. We obviously have done some X's and O's changes to fit our personnel. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they were, I think we've been pretty demanding of this group um, in a lot of ways. But I do think that... Um, they have embraced the idea of, hey, we're going to pay attention to the details. We're going to follow the little things. You know, like early in the year, we had a couple of issues with guys being late and things of that nature. And, you know, that really hasn't been an issue um, since then. So, um, you know, that's and, – and that's not to say we're going to be perfect. We're going to have hiccups here and there. Um, but but really that they're embracing the idea of, okay, like we got to get better every day. Like if there's a goal that we have, it's to get better, um, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. Gotcha. When it comes to this roster – what does it look like? What players excite you the most? Who do you think can maybe break out on this roster? I know you have a lot of new guys, like you just said, but who kind of sticks out? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like I like all our guys. I think you know they each have a role on our team, and um, you know if uh, you know if they're bought into those roles, I think they'll maximize their ability. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Brannigan is returning. Um, he's coming off an injury though, significant injury. So you know, early in the season, I think it'll be more like you know, kind of getting his legs back and and things of that nature. So other guys are going to have to step up. But uh, you know, we like we like. We like the new guys. Um, I think Elias Ramirez will be a really good scorer. I think Michael Johnson will be a very versatile piece. Um, I think um, I think Greg Johnson. I think he's got a chance to be a, a really good defender. He's a really really good passer. Um, you know, Gabe McQuay from Indy. I think he can be a really gifted scorer. Clayton McLaughlin. I think he's he's got a chance to be an immediate impact. Um, and then we've got you know uh, you know we've got a couple guys that are out that are new guys, but you know, Niles Arrington, um, I think he could, I think he could be, be helpful as well. But, um, you know, obviously I think, you know, all our guys have to, have to step up, um, the returners, you know, Sanders, Bibby, Mansbarger, um, Brannigan, you know, they, they have to, they have to fill, fill their role as well. And then there's, there's some returners too, that didn't get a lot of, um, a lot of burn last year. Um, you know, we really like Drew Hackman. Um, he does a lot of little things up you win games and, um, you know, uh, Parker Sullivan, Graham Ely, uh, Micah Spat, I think all those guys, they're looking for an out there opportunity. And so it's just, just a matter of time to, you know, maybe they, they just got to take advantage of the opportunity when it, when it presents themselves. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much mentioned everybody, but specifically <laughs> you mentioned Michael Johnson is one of those names, Concord grad, obviously from the area, junior college transfer. What have you seen from him? You said you like his versatility. Obviously, it's 6'5". He can do a lot of things, I'm sure. But what makes him such a versatile player, and what can he bring to the table for your team this year? Yeah, I mean, first off, what makes him a versatile player is he does the things that we ask him to do. And, you know, like he communicates. Um, he talks really well on screens. Um, you can be a versatile defender if you can really talk, mm-hmm. right? Like, I remember Tom Izzo said this about Draymond Green. Terrible defender. But a great defender at the same time, because Draymond would just stand in the paint and point and tell everybody like, "Okay, you take there. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here." Right? He didn't have to be like the greatest individual defender, and he could still be a great defender. Now, I do think Michael has a lot of athleticism and versatility in his body as well. Like, but but like outside of genetics, he talks. He uh, he plays with great effort. He puts himself in position to make plays, um, and so I mean I do think he'll be a very very versatile versatile defender, a guy that you can switch pretty much everything with. And you know I think the hardest the hardest defense to score against is a really good switching team um, because your screens basically become ineffective. Um, and so um, if we can do that, I think I think you know we'll be in good shape. Yeah, I think a lot of people are from. This area will be looking at him. Obviously, just a local tie and the Concord kid. And if he scores at even half the rate he did in college or high school, man, he's going to be a good player, I think, for you guys too as well. And they mentioned all the defensive stuff, but he was also prolific in scoring at Concord and uh, kind of had to carry that team a couple years ago when they were kind of struggling a little bit. But um, should be fun. I'm actually really intrigued to see how he plays for you guys, mm-hmm. and I'm intrigued, intrigued to see how both your teams play. Um, I think we're going to ask. We go, you got any more questions, Evan? I'm going to ask maybe one or two more. Do you got anything? You're going to ask one or two? I might more. ask one or two more. Do you have anything else you want to ask? I While we have ask, them here? I could ask about opening night, right? There you go. That was one of my questions. So you can ask about opening night. Andrews go. University, 6 p.m., 8 p.m. tip-offs over at Gundon Gymnasium. Uh, just how excited is it to be? Steph, we'll go Stephanie and then John, because John can rest his voice for a couple minutes. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, just how exciting is it? We're here. We're finally, like, it doesn't feel like it 
should be here. Like, but we are. We're here. It's crazy. Um, it doesn't feels way too early. Uh, just me personally. But how does it feel? We're finally here. We're playing a season. What's the excitement level tonight? Uh, to be honest, you know, you want to be. I want to say like, oh, they're all. You know, everything's the same. Every game's mm. the same. No, it's not. This is really a great, exciting opening night, and it's because of everything that happened last year. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was so much to battle last year as far as what was happening in the world. And I mean, we were still in quarantine last year trying to come out of it and it didn't feel right Mm -hmm. last year. And it just feels like it's been a long time since we've been able to actually be there with two crowds, uh, people out there cheering. And so, man, the level is high to 10. I'm excited to (laughs) roll the balls out. And of course, you know, the kids are ready to just get out there and play someone else. We had a scrimmage this weekend and that felt like good energy. And uh, I think, the thing we'll battle the most tonight is just those over-anxious, over-excited kids. And then, you know, you get to see the fans and your family maybe a little distracted for a while, right, with all of that. So mm-hmm. I think we'll have to battle that kind of energy. Right. But that's the kind of thing that, you know, you overcome quick. It's exciting. Uh, you know, I think a lot of kids will uh, just be thrilled to, to get out there and feel somewhat normal again. Mm-hmm. John, same question. Excitement level tonight? Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think it's a great night to be a student at Goshen College. You got three sporting events. Yeah, you got, uh, got a lot of opportunities and, um, you know, our men's soccer team battling for a conference tournament berth as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, just the opportunity to play in, in a much more normal atmosphere, you know, certainly our guys last year who that was their first time experiencing college basketball probably did not have a great experience. No, no. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're, you, you never like, you never knew if the game was going to happen. Like literally, like you could be on the bus and it'd be like, Oh, the other team's in quarantine or somebody tested positive or, um, and so, you know, I think just like the certainty, um, and you know, the opportunity to play in front of your, you know, play in front of your parents, um, is, is, I think is, is cool, but also just get playing in front of, front of, fellow students um and just an opportunity for the for the community to come out and 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 see um so yeah i mean i i i'm obviously excited for that but like it's not i've experienced it before i'm way more excited for our guys to to get the opportunity so Mm -hmm. uh quickly john thoughts on the browns right now so far yeah, <laughs> that's uh, you know, I mean, I, to be honest, really? Case Keenum or uh, how we how we feel about Case Keenum? Right yeah, now? yeah. I mean, I haven't checked. Is like, is Baker done for the season? I, I, I know they're know. like debating if he's going to get surgery or not or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I have to be a Browns fan because it runs in my blood. But um, but yeah, I mean, they. I'm not. I'm not surprised. They'll, mm. they'll. They'll. I do think they're. I do think they're very talented. So I mean, I think. They're battling a ton of injuries. Both mm-hmm. the running backs are out. Baker's mm-hmm. out. I think when they get everybody back, they'll be fine. They'll probably be a playoff team again. You, you, always, you always have that playoff win against the Steelers. Just remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. always have that. Stephanie, yeah. look, what guys, are your, what are your look, pros? Guys, yeah. I, 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 I don't feel bad for you. I'm a Lions fan. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, like, uh, you know, I, hey, no well, matter what y'all we've think, got, like, we've got, I've, we've, I've lead the We've got the Bears, and, Bears, Lions, and Browns, and Buccaneers in here. You're not really a Buccaneers fan. You're a Tom Brady fan. That's that's what that he is. is. That's, he, he, no, I will defend Evan. I will defend I've been a Bucks fan since I was six years old. Yep. So. Yep. <laughs> I've been, through, I've been through the bad days. He is so. a Bucks yeah. fan. Um, I, I, we don't. We did watch the game together on Sunday for about a half, and then we went to Venturi and got. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, good <laughs> time to be not, a good time was, to be a Bucks fan. It was not worth yeah. about time. Half it's about time. It's been a while. Uh, so. John, Stephanie, we always appreciate you guys taking some time coming in on the podcast. Uh, you guys are great. 
Uh, good luck tonight. Good luck this season. Thank we'll be you. we'll be definitely trying to get out to some games this year. Um, blame Westview for not letting us get out tonight. Cause they, no, good. No, that's, know, a, that's exciting. Great, Local team going to stay. That's that's it's a, a big great deal. excuse. We got all this content. We got to pump out. Tonight, Coach Martin so. wouldn't appreciate that. He's I don't know. He, he knows I'm kidding. He knows I'm kidding. Jamie knows it. It's all in good faith. He knows I'm going to smash it. It's it's awesome. They Westview's going and you guys starting tonight. It's a really exciting night for the area and. We're really excited to see how you guys play this year, and we'll be we'll definitely be checking out some games. I got got a couple ones uh, earmarked on our schedule, I think, to come out and see a lot of double headers, which is always exciting. So, should be fun to watch you guys play this year. So, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, we uh, appreciate you having us. Thank yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah you thank guys you. are recurring no guests. Problem, the fish, you. you guys, what? I said no problem. Thank you. Oh. You guys are you guys are officially recurring guests now. Yes. So, yeah, how about that? That's fantastic. What right. an honor. You Such guys, an honor. You guys and Chuck Freebie at this point. So yeah. and Steve Croft is the illustrious group. The um, class of the class of the area, huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's gonna wrap up this edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week. We'll talk about Westview obviously playing in the state championship game, all the football playoff fallout, cross country state. Um, all that stuff. We got girls basketball high school season preview. What? Huh? Let's go. They start Tuesday. What? Yep. Jer- wow. Fair- Fairfield at Jimtown Concord at New Prairie Girls Basketball. Dude, this Tuesday, November 2nd. Get hyped. How about that? Mm-hmm. And then the men, the boys game start the last week of November, man, right before Thanksgiving. So just unbelievable the fact that we're here. Crazy. 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 Yep. It's anyway, almost as if time doesn't stop or something. We'll talk about the Leafs, too, next week. We'll talk about the Leafs. Men's basketball has a tournament this weekend they're hosting. That's very exciting. They play tonight, obviously. Women, I believe you guys are – are you playing this weekend at all, Stephanie? We're at Western Michigan University, yes. so we have quite a – we have quite <laughs> and, a test. And the men, you get to play e, – uh, you guys are playing uh, Eastern mm-hmm. Michigan, correct? In a, is that right? Yeah, pays, yeah, pays, pays do. Preseason scrimmage type thing? Yeah, pays do uh, have gone to school there and been on staff there. Yeah, so. I, I knew there was a connection there. Literally so. and figuratively. Yeah, 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 literally and <laughs> yeah. figuratively. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we look forward to talking <laughs> talking all about that, and uh, we'll be back next week to recap yet another busy week in the local prep sports scene, so tune in then.